What's up, everybody? On today's episode, Romel and I talk about COVID, just the crazy time frame that it's been since it started back in January, where we're currently at, what we've been doing to stay sane during this time frame, and we also go off on a tangent about the military. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to From the Balcony. My name is Josiah. I'm one of the hosts of this glorious podcast. Uh, it is July 14th. Uh, with me, as always, is Mr. Romel Rosleazy, live and in the flesh. How are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. How about you? <laughs> good. I'm trying to figure out like what the best way uh, to introduce us is like if I'm gonna be super hyped about it or if it's just gonna be like a walk in the park. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's I think that was a the great way to do it. I mean, I think it's it keeps it upbeat. A, a um, I know that some some other podcasts just kind of go straight into it, so that's yeah. That's but, well, we'll figure out our way. We'll figure out our way. We're not other podcasts. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so yesterday, obviously, was our uh, our introduction uh, as a podcast to everybody who uh who's going to listen to it i know that i got uh i got some feedback on the episode but i mean just listening back to it it's just it's it was cool to hear Mm -hmm. our stories and it was just cool to you know almost have a conversation again um it's been so long since you and i have kind of sat down and have a conversation it was just it was uh yeah, it was just cool to see, see us talking again, you know? Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I feel it. I mean, uh, it was definitely, um, I really wish we could do this in a room and, but, uh, you know, since, you know, obviously COVID and us living across the, this, the world right now, but no, I mean, I, I think that, um, the, the feeling's still there. I mean, you know, we're, we're still, it's like nothing's changed. I mean, it's all, obviously only time for now, but. Uh, I think that, yeah, yesterday I got a lot of solid feedback from all the people that, you know, I kind of forward the, uh, the podcast to and, you know, just like the aesthetics and just the, the feeling of just knowing there's just personality behind, you know, the voices and I really enjoy it. But yeah, a lot of people are just waiting for some stories and I, I don't know, I don't know what to tell them. I, I mean, I don't want to dive into every story that we got or, you know, but, you know, just kind of talking about our, our feelings of what's going on with the last couple of months and. If we told all our stories in one podcast, nobody would come back for the second right. podcast. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, there is I, definitely some. I mean, I know that, you know, so it'll just, it'll spark one day. Yeah, absolutely. I know that, like, going into the podcast, once we finally made the decision that we were going to record an episode, I started thinking, like, should I use my normal voice? Should I try to, uh, like, sound beefier? Should right. I, should I uh like animate the way that i say things but i think just talking normally uh is best for for everybody because at the end of the day uh, i mean it doesn't really matter how you sound it's more just the the content that you put out so mm-hmm. but i know that like some of the feedback that i got like i asked my wife i was like did you listen to it and she said yeah of course i was like well did you uh what did you think of it she said i really liked it it was awesome hearing you guys talk yeah and said, well, what would you have done better and she's like i don't really have any insights and i was like okay well <laughs> i guess that that's either a good thing or it's a bad thing yeah i mean we're, we're i didn't really think we're gonna find our style i mean i was the same with my wife was just that we 
you know, it, it's it's a it's something in the making, and we'll we'll figure out what our mo is. I I definitely got uh, some outro. They my friends definitely liked your little ad in the end. I don't know if everyone caught a glimpse of that uh, professional Josiah voice back then, but uh, yeah, no. And then people were kind of wondering why my voice sounded like that, and I just want to explain that it was AirPods, and because I was just trying to figure out the sound. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think most people will give us grace for the first few episodes as we figure everything out because i mean like we said yesterday the the, our utmost and biggest goal for for anything is just to sound quality so yeah yeah we'll we'll figure out the best way to 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 do uh to do the podcast and make it sound good so um i mean yesterday we kind of alluded to what we were going to be talking about today today is more just a conversation about 2020 as far as covid is concerned i mean covid started really i mean if you it dates back to like last november i guess you could start seeing some yeah some news clippings of it and things like that and i mean to to save everybody the eye rolls and the uh, (laughs) expectations we're not going to be doing any type of like political takes or anything during this time frame this is more of just a what we've been doing to stay sane type of mm-hmm. deal during COVID because I could care less about politics and uh, the outcome of all of this, what it's going to be like in November, because at the end of the day, the voices of you and me is not going to change anything. So um, this is more just like, uh, I can't even believe, like I, I went back and looked at the timeline of COVID and like, it started as far as being mainstream in the news around February mm-hmm. and my life kind of revolves around sports. I mean, I'm a huge, <laughs> any type of professional Colorado team, I, I follow them uh, pretty heavily. And I remember when they first announced that the NBA and um, like the NCAA were going to pause or end their seasons the the reaction first was i i don't know what i'm going to do without sports for 2 weeks and here we are yeah. 5 6 months later and there hasn't been any sports on the tv i just it, it it it's been an absolutely crazy time frame in in these past 4 or 5 months how long it's been yeah no i i totally agree man i think that um for me at least cuz i was just so active and you know 2020 was supposed to be a huge year for me at least i don't know about the rest of the people but it was supposed to be a huge year for you know for me and uh i actually ended up getting and just to touch back i know that we're not trying to get really into it but i got super sick around that same time frame before i got mainstream around november and i was just like i got i was sick for like a whole month or two and uh yeah man i i mean you know there, there's that thing where people say like oh you know kobe was here beforehand and all this so i don't know if that's true but you know besides that um yeah man and I mean, I don't know where I was going with that, but I just want to let you everyone know that, you know, I, I definitely think that it was here and um, yeah, it, it played a big part because I was like sick for like three months. But then once it became one of those things in February, yeah, man, I, I uh, completely everything that I was doing that, you know, revolved around film in the industry kind of closed down and I had to look at different avenues and, you know, just different outlets just to, you know, talk and, you know, figure things out because, I still needed that creative, you know, expression. Yeah. So do you do you feel like you had it back in November? Like if hindsight's always twenty twenty, but looking back, do you feel right? Like, 
yeah no i i honestly i always bring that up because like i want to say like i don't know maybe like maybe it was but i don't know i i really think that i did get it because i was sick for like two or three months you know like i i was like bedridden you know i went to the like the hospital i like you know i got checked for like as because i never had asthma but then i got checked for asthma and you know i just got all these things and i was taking like steroids and all that stuff so that was in like November, December, you know, I had a shitty Christmas and then January yeah. I got better and I shit started rolling and then February, March came around the lockdown. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know? So Jeez. it was weird. And I, you know, like I said, uh, my, my feelings towards that was that, uh, you know, I, 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 I told myself around December, I said, man, that what a, what a crazy year, you know, how to, you know, how to end the year. And I told myself 2020, you know, it's going to be better, but then my like, gosh, everything just started happening. Yeah. I know my uh my sister-in-law got married in January. Shout out Sarah and Jordan. Happy 6 months. Um and we went out to Colorado to the wedding obviously and my wife and uh daughters stayed back for a few more weeks. And when they got back, my daughters were sick and obviously mm. if you're a parent, you're on understand that if your kid gets sick it's just bound to happen that you're going to get sick. It's just a matter of time. So I've heard that. Then, right. So eventually I got sick and I was out for kind of the same time frame. Like I was sick, sick for like two weeks where I felt like I couldn't do anything. I was super lethargic, had a fever, super bad cough. And then my cough persisted two weeks after that. So it like fits yeah. in with the timetable of, um, of like symptoms that you would look at for a COVID patient. And then mm-hmm. nothing really became mainstream between the, before the end of february beginning of march so Mm -hmm. it was one of those things where looking back on it i was like i feel pretty certain that i had it and we just got over it before it really became mainstream and luckily you know it wasn't wasn't as bad as as what you're saying as far as going to the hospital and and, yeah I, i wouldn't want that on anybody well, I, uh, you know, I was just taking the, you know, the, the, the correct measures because I had a, a buddy that was in the Philippines who kind of told me about he was like joking, like, oh, yeah, I got that new Chinese virus, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, I was like, oh, OK, cool. And then uh, he came back and then, I, I, you know, I was still sick. But obviously, you know, I just kind of wondered because obviously I was working, you know, working consistently. So I don't know, like if I got sick from somebody, you know, that might have caught. I don't know. I, it was just like a lot going on. But long story short, you know, I. You know, I went through the correct precautions. It wasn't anything chronic. It was just a cough and, you know, something. And it's just a lot of answers. And I, I don't know, man. I, like I said, I, I hope. I mean, long story short, I, I took the test like maybe like two or three weeks ago. And like I, I'm negative. So, you know, it's just like. I, I was going to ask about that. But it kind of alludes into my, my second question. Because you and C have made a, a YouTube channel. Uh, where you're kind of vlogging and you're chronicling what you guys are going through on a day-to-day basis. And I mean, the last video, I think you ended at like quarantine day 116 or something like that. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. So what was, what was the, when did you and, and your wife decide that you were going to make a YouTube channel chronicling what you guys were doing while quarantined? Yeah, so the t- the timeline looked like uh, I think like uh, March 16 was the official lockdown for our like county. So then we kind of we kind of looked at each other and we're like, okay, we'll get through this. You know, we went through the whole like everyone purging and like going to Costco and figuring it all out. And you know, there's a lot of a lot of hype 
And, you know, I, I think it was obviously unnecessary because, you know, first small story, but I was dragged by my family to go to Costco and we were going, everyone's like, you know, it was just like the, the crazy scene out of a movie. And long story short, we had like a cart full of stuff and people started taking stuff out of our cart. It was crazy. Like bags of rice, spam, you know, all the, you know, the, you know, sausage, toilet paper. People started taking stuff out of people's carts. It was really like cutthroat. And I just, I couldn't imagine. I was just like, this is, this is crazy. And um, yeah, so March 16 was the lockdown. And then I think it was 30 days. It was like day 28, day 29, where I looked at Sierra and I had a GoPro, I have a GoPro. And I looked at her, I was like, do you want to start vlogging? You know, this is one of those things that me and Sierra have always like thought about doing when we had like a family or like a, like a, you know, ki a kids and all that stuff. So from there, we just started uh, documenting from day 30. And then just kind of going back in and out. But um, but yeah, no, uh, lately, you know, quarantine or, you know, this whole COVID situation has really gotten to me. I've been I've had some ups and downs and I don't know, it's a definitely an emotional stressor on the body and the mind, man. Yeah, for sure. I, I know that I've appreciated watching your guys' vlogs just because it brings life to the quarantine and it, like especially if whenever you go over to your family's house and just seeing you interact with your family yeah. um i mean we don't we don't really we don't have family in indiana i mean we have really good friends that we've made since being here but mm -hmm. the difference between friends and family is is pretty significant especially during times where you're not really sure how to react to things going on around you it's always nice just to have family members close that yeah. you can rely to you know, lean on and stuff like that. But uh, it, it was just cool seeing you with your family and kicking back with barbecues or, you know, jumping in the pool or whatever. But um, I've enjoyed the, the, the vlogs that you've made. Have you gotten any feedback from anybody on that? Or is it more just for you and your wife? I mean, it was definitely, I mean, like I said, uh, with the mindset of this and, you know, my, the vlogs, uh, you know, it's never about the likes or the views. It was never anything like that. But, you know, it started gaining some traction. And, you know, for me, of course, like I like to promote myself. I'm, I would like to categorize myself as like a very proud, you know, individual. So, you know, I was just putting it out on social media and, you know, never really pushing the envelope. I just, you know, making sure that it's out there in the world. But um, it was it was definitely fun it's always fun to hear people, you know, kind of ask us like, Oh, you didn't post on Sunday or, you know, they always have like this little, uh, Oh, I think you should stick with the, the 4k camera or, you know, like kind of like the questions that we would put out in the videos or the, the thoughts behind things. And where we're in a little, little situation, they always have like, are the little two cents. And of course, like we welcome that. It's never like, you know, offensive or anything like that, but, um, but no, there was some actually some backlash, actually, because, you know, there was a lot of guidelines where, you know, 10 people or 15 people, whatever it is. And, you know, with my family, um, we have like this strict thing. I don't know if I, I explain it to people, but we kind of do one party and then two weeks um, quarantine, self-quarantine. And then we throw another party and it suits two weeks of quarantine. Well, it's because, you know, that that system works for my family. And like, you know, at least we know that we're not sick. And I don't know. It's just it, it's just the right thing to do because you know uh, my family is very yes the situation sucks but we can't live in fear type of type of mindset i don't know i don't know if that's the correct way to look at things but you know if we're going to costco as a family we're all wearing masks we're doing the right procedures but i mean yeah going back to the youtube stuff yeah i got a lot of either good and positive stuff but definitely a lot of feedback right yeah it's just been it's been crazy i realized 
pretty early on into the quarantine that one of the biggest things that I miss from the military is the structure. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really understand that as far as me missing that until this quarantine. So, I mean, I got out of the military um, as far as active duty is concerned in September of 16. So it took me almost four years to realize that I missed that structure. So mm-hmm. I, the, the position that I currently hold as far as his work is concerned is I'm free to make my own schedule. I'm free to uh, go to the people that I need to see uh, when I want. But when this whole quarantine stuff happened, we started working from home and I had no idea what to do. Like I was just, I have a, I also have realized in these past six months that um, if I don't actively leave the house, I have a tendency to be very lazy and (laughs) I, uh, it just wasn't, it wasn't good for me sitting at home and uh, playing video games and probably playing too much where I probably should have been doing a little bit more work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so once I realized all that, I, uh, I started like implementing kind of a more strenuous structure to my day uh and that helped out pretty pretty well but it was uh it was a it was a struggle there for like the first month and a half i just had no idea how to go about it not even i I shouldn't say month and a half it was probably like three weeks before i really started figuring it out but it was just weird you know yeah no i i I totally i totally get it man i mean and that was when you realized that you said that was a like a year or like before the quarantine right or the beginning yeah, like three weeks into the quarantine, I realized that I missed that structure. Yeah, no, I, I definitely um definitely missed the structure. I mean, I don't know about a lot of veterans that are listening here, but yeah, when I got out of the military, man, I kind of just like just super let myself go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, because I was just like happy and, you know, just all that. Just very comfortable with myself. But yeah, I, I definitely I definitely feel you on the someone yelling at you and someone telling you to stay in shape. Uh, it's just... Uh, mm-hmm it's something that you never, you took for granted. I mean, someone always looking out for you and always, you know, you're an adult and, you know, you should be making your own decisions, but you know, they really, really held you down. That's how I look at it, man. Someone really holding you down. And I guess uh, me and my wife, you know, kind of, I told them that I needed that structure in my life, that stability, that everyday um, push. And yeah, man, I mean, I hope to regain that in the future. I mean, I definitely, I, I, I guess the first thing is to acknowledge and I do acknowledge. I'm glad that you brought that up. You know? Yeah. So going forward, how, have you and in, uh, in C made a plan for things you want to continue doing if, if this quarantine stuff continues to go? Have you well, looked act- at what you want to change? Well, actually, with the vlogs, man, um, it's it's actually really funny because this, this, this episode or this weekly vlog, we're actually um, going around the idea of should we even – you know, you know, like, you know, count the days anymore. I mean, if you think about it, man, I, I, I have become busy because I, you know, I do construction on site and, you know, that was, you know, a regular gig and I'm going back to school and everything's like more full time, if anything, but I don't know, man, is this the new normal? Like, can we, like, is this like right now, I think we're at like 121 or 120 since March 16th. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if this is the new normal, man. Like, do I even have to write it down anymore? Do I have to keep track? But is if there's something that we have to the, the, I mean there is so much we have to change about ourselves. I mean right now this year, I mean being in this quarantine, I just been more honest with myself and just being more open to the fact that 
you know, this, this could be it. This could be the life that we're living in, you know, not to, to venture off the, the topic of the question, but, you know, there's a lot of gray areas for my industry right now, man. There's not a lot of movies being made. And, you know, there's, I, I, I kind of nervous about my future being in the film industry, man, because I just don't see it, you know, booming, <laughs> you know, right at the moment during all this. Yeah. That's something that I didn't even, I haven't even thought of, you know, I mean, we're, we kind of have two different, uh, we're in we're in two different phases of life as far as where you're at in your industry and where we're at in, in our industry, but that's that's something that I haven't thought about. That's crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, I I've thought about you know what's the. I mean, I mean, granted, I I do have some stuff lined up, but you know, with everything that the right precautions not in place, and you know, things can change. You know, by we you know weekly. I mean. I don't know if you're keeping up, you know, with California news, but, you know, yesterday we kind of doubled down on all the you know, bars and restaurants and, you know, it was kind of a shock. It hit in the face. And I don't know, man, I, I really I mean, of course, like I wouldn't have been in this industry if I knew, you know, two or three years beforehand that, you know, there's going to be a big, you know, virus and, you know, there's going to stop the whole industry or America in general. But, yeah, it's just I don't know, man, sometimes I just get nervous about the future. And it's it's been taking a toll, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, going back to what you were saying about people freaking out at Costco and stuff, that was something that I thought I would only see, like, in a movie, you know, where yeah. people were freaking out about uh, a virus and going to the grocery store and everything was being sold out. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember the first time I went to Costco – kind of after everything had happened and i i have two kids that are under five so wet wipes are very prevalent in our household and mm-hmm. so i was just going to costco for wet wipes and i i wasn't thinking anything of it right right <laughs> and uh i walked back to like the baby section and all the wet wipes were gone i was like why are all the wet wipes gone there's like not that yeah. many parents in this area <laughs> yeah. and then it and then it hit me. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about all this COVID stuff. And it's kind of hit me a few different times. Like, um, obviously, most of the marketplaces here in the area require um, face masks when you go into the store. Right. And there's been a couple of times where I just get out of my car and I'm walking to the store. And then I see everybody wearing face masks and I quickly forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I'm in oh, the COVID area. Oh, so. yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely happened to me, man. I Like, I'd be doing laundry outside, laundromat, and, like, you know, it's not – I mean, maybe that's the wrong mindset, man. You just got to keep reminding yourself. But I definitely – you know, it, if this is the new norm, man, it's got to be instilled. It, it's going to take some time for the people that, you know, don't take it that seriously. I mean, I take it seriously. I, I do the right precautions. But sometimes it just goes right over my head. Right over yeah. my head. And I don't want to be that guy to be like, oh, well, you're not – it's not even about you. It's about people around you. Like, yeah, I get that. But dude, I'm, it's different. Like I'm not, it's not on my, you know, on the top of the list, you know, but right. I don't know. That's, that's not weird. the first thing that you wake up and worry about. Yeah. For some reason. Yeah. It's, it's, and I mean, maybe that's the wrong mindset. Maybe you should be the, the first thing on the, on the list of things to do. Well, yeah. I think it is. And it isn't. I mean, when, it, when all this stuff first started happening, I mm-hmm. kind of told myself, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get it. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And yeah. I was just mentally preparing myself for mm-hmm. the possibility of having it just because 
I don't, I, I hate living in fear. Like if I woke oh. up and I was fearful about something, it would just put me in a funk and I wouldn't be able to no, you know, go about my day. So kind of mentally preparing myself for the fact that not only is it a possibility, but it's a certainty that I'm going right. to eventually get the, the virus. It kind of, it helped me. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of weird to say it, but it kind of helped me cope with the, the world that we're living in right now, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, still doing my part to, to, social distance from people and because it in the grand scheme of things wearing a mask and standing six feet away from somebody is not going to kill you right um you may feel weird but at the same time if the person right next to you is doing the same exact thing there's nothing to be feeling weird about so i mean uh, i mean also like that's not hard to do like when no. <laughs> like wear a mask wash your hands stay six feet apart that's not hard to do now granted like you know I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect or whatever. We're not perfect, but I'm saying like you know, the, those rules are there for the. I don't know. It's it's just easy. I don't know why people. Yeah, but anyways, keep going. <laughs> no, it's that's exactly it. Um, I remember like when it first started rolling out, I I really didn't buy into the hysteria of everything. Like yeah. the only thing I bought uh, four cases of water at Costco on two separate days. So I apologize, Costco, for buying four cases of water on two separate days but um that was like the biggest thing that i i guess i bought into the hysteria a little bit but i remember in the first couple weeks i was washing my hands so much that my hands were like legitimately dry crackling and dry yes and uh like i'd have to i hate lotion lotion and (laughs) microfiber towels were invented by the devil those are the worst (laughs) things ever and i had to i had to not only did I have to apply lotion, but I had to apply it like multiple times a day right. because my hands were so messed up. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just been crazy. No, yeah, that 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 same thing happened to me, man. I like told myself like, oh man, this quarantine I'm, like is so fucking jacked, you know, all that stuff. So I started working out in the at the at the crib, and yeah, man, my hands started cracking. I was washing my hands crazy, and yeah, dude, like I'm the same way. Like lotion, like I'm not the biggest fan, and I don't know if that's like. A military thing i don't know if that's that's i mean it's just a guy thing but yeah no uh, definitely def, i mean it's definitely not one of those things where i was in the military and i got out of the shower and i was like putting lotion all over my body it's never been one of those things but yeah tmi but um but no it yeah i, I definitely went through the same thing and i don't know man it, it going back to it you know me and sierra are definitely revolving around this week we we've been questioning is this the new norm? You know, she's getting busy. She's back on a schedule. I'm busy. I'm back on a schedule. You know, life doesn't stop. And maybe, maybe since yesterday with the whole cult, you know, Gavin Newsom saying something, maybe life is going to stop again. You yeah. Know? And, and I, I don't know, quarantine too, you know, should we start marking that? But I don't know, man. So, I mean, like long story short, we went, we went 119 120 days you know until we had a double back down so yeah i haven't really been keeping up with with california news what's uh are you guys like shutting back down are you shutting restaurants and stuff back down we we definitely have like watch lists for different counties and you know every time that gavin newsom makes an addressment we we just check look for our county but you know there's some stuff like you know for I mean, I don't want to get into it, but, you know, like, I, I do a lot of, like, outdoor, outdoor stuff. So, like, I, you know, I like to go biking. And I do, like, a lot of airsoft with my buddies. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, and that's all out of the Bay Area. So, I don't know. We, we have to definitely stay up to date and make sure that 
you know, things, you know, the event fields and the, like the trails that we want to go to are, are, you know, open and it's kind of a downer, but also, you know, we're still going to be living, but it's just, it's one of those things where I, we can't stay inside. I mean, we can only play so much video games and then like, there's no sports. So then we just yeah. have to go outside and we have to do something together. And like, even like hiking or like biking and airsoft, of course we're, you know, doing what we had to do to stay safe. So I don't, I don't really, but it just sucks that, you know, every week, you know, we hear these, these, these stories about business owners opening up and then, you know, particularly like, you know, the Bay Area owners where they, they'll, they'll, they'll order all this food and that they're told they're open up and they have the regulations and then the regulations change. And then the, you know, they live in fear that if they slip up, they can be closed permanently, you know, and then, you know, yeah. you just invest all this time. So it's just very, very sad for all these people. And, you know, a lot of the Bay Area, um, just livelihoods, man. I don't know. It's just, it's so crazy. Yeah. Have you picked anything up in the quarantine that you probably wouldn't have picked up if it wasn't for staying home on a more consistent basis? Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, um, I definitely been on the computer more. I definitely, um, you know, I was, you know, if anyone's, you know, familiar with Adobe, I, I was doing like a lot of Photoshop and a lot of, um, illustrator and just kind of learning like graphics. I, I told myself I want to be more marketable. I told myself during quarantine I wanted to be, you know, a better mind, uh, learn a new craft, and get like super ripped. But yeah, like I, I did, I didn't get super ripped. And of course, like I'm still um, learning more crafts while I go along. But uh, but yeah, no man. I mean, uh, I think ah, man, I I, I want to say like April, April, July, or not April, June. I, I definitely went through a, a very low point in this COVID stuff, and I and I had to really reflect and just be a better person mentally and just kind of not press reset because I always press reset on my life. I, I definitely um, just uh, reminded myself who I am and, you know, where I'm coming from. And just be more honest, man. I think that the world needs to be more honest, especially with everything that's been being told to us. I think we just need to be more honest with, you know, everybody else, man. Yeah. So what did that process look like for you? Was it, uh, it, it was a lot of, um, I, you know, and I remember it so vividly. It was, uh, I was going through old photos because I was um, going to use these photos. It was like album art. I don't know if anyone follows me on Instagram, but I was using these photos for album art and it's just inspiration. And I was just looking at a lot of photos where, you know, people, you know, us in the military and, you know, um, very things in the past. And yeah, man, it just got to me and who I was and how I get to this point. And yeah, it took, I took the time to uh, isolate myself and yeah, it was, it was a lot of, it was very, I don't want to say great. I mean, you know, I, I want to say it was uh, an eye opener, you know, it was, I, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it was destructive at any point. I just think that I, I definitely lost my way and uh, yeah, man. I mean, I'm still, still trying to learn a lot about myself and I thought, you know, just try to, just try to be a better person than I was yesterday. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it was tough for me to, to find motivation a lot of the days, like getting up and just the repetitiveness of yeah. what you were doing yesterday and the weekdays bled into the weekend. And yeah. it was kind of, it was just a weird, weird time, you know? Um, yeah, I, I actually, before this podcast, I was actually uh, getting some uh, film developed and the dude like asked me like, re like legitly, because I mean, he worked there. But he legitly asked me, like, hey, what, what day is it? 
And I was like, you're asking me? Like, I was like, yeah. he's like, dude, I don't even like, duh. and it was like casual, but it was just like, I don't even know what day it is anymore, man. I'm just like, dr- like, he's a, it's like, I'm just droning out, you know, most of the time. I'm like, yeah, dude, I, f- I feel that. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's the realest shit, man. But yeah. It really is. But yeah. I, don't, I, uh, I, I'm trying to remember back when we were in the military. I know that I would cook for you guys as far as, like mm-hmm. if if somebody had an idea for like a barbecue or something, they'd say, "Hey, Stanley, you want to cook me yeah. some chicken, <laughs> or do you want to make some burgers or something?" But I didn't really ever do anything too crazy while we were in the military. But I mean, during during this COVID stuff, I've been doing some extravagant stuff, my guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah, no, you were actually every time we were at the barracks, you would be. I mean, honestly, you of course you would love to cook, but you would be always be the soberest one out of the party. So you would definitely be cooking. I mean, if it was up to me and the guys, yeah, we'd be too drunk to check on the grill. So yeah, definitely, all those times that you uh pull through with the <laughs> the the drunkies, man, that was a yeah, clutch, dude, clutch. <laughs> it's, it's an art form. I don't know what to tell you, but uh, I mean, I like I made a few weeks ago. I made like legit enchiladas, like where I where I got dried chilies i rehydrated them i grounded them down in the blender mm-hmm. i like scraped all the juices out of them made my own salsa uh the only thing that i really didn't make from scratch was the chicken i just bought a rotisserie chicken and stripped Amen. all the meat off but it was it was legit it's a process man it is a process i love it no you've, I, you've uh, always been you've always been proud of your food man i've always like took it cherish that because you 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 put a lot of work into it and i really i've always appreciated that about you because you've always you're very family orientated and i think that was with i mean i would like to say that we all brought something to the table when they came to our platoon or you know the people in our you know our whole unit is that you know we we definitely brought this family thing to each other that we were missing in our life and i mean for me like i did every time we went to doc's house or every time that we I would go down the hall and, you know, go to your room. Like, you always had something cooking. And I don't know, man. It, it's either – and also, you know, it brought us together. I think that's yeah. what it was, you know. So, you, you've always been that way. And I think that, you know, with, with everything happening, um, I hope that, you know, it just brought you closer to your family, man. I, I know that this COVID thing is confusing, but – Yeah, I think it did. But yeah. I, I I think if you ask my wife which one of us cooks more, she'd probably say me. Actually, oh, I, know, right. I know she'd say me. It's not even a question. But <laughs> yeah, and we probably should say Lieutenant Doc, right? It's not right Doc anymore. Yeah, I don't know if we can even talk about him right now, man. No, I'm just joking. No, he's a he's a great guy. I miss him, man. Miss miss him in the family. Miss him in yep. twenty kids. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Fifteen dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Fifteen dogs. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I was, I you know, I, it was so funny. I was on Facebook and like. Sadie like you know like added me on Facebook and I'm like wow how old am I you know what I mean I was yeah. like geez time is passing by man but no um going back into it man I, I really I've really thought about you know what I'm gonna do in the future I mean I love right now obviously I got the degree I I wanted to get because I love you know cameras yeah but I just man I can't I can't imagine going back into it man with 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 this virus you know and even then like I, I have to ask you well, if if there was, you know, a vaccine or whatever, would you would you be the first one to be on top of that? I mean, not the vaccine, but like, you know, yeah, I guess a vaccine, I guess, yeah. Would you be on top uh, of that first first round? 
Probably not, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't really, I mean, if, again, we're not really, like, getting too deep into all, everything with it. But if oh, you look yeah. at all the statistics and everything, it's more the older generation that is more at risk. So I'd probably save my round for right, right. making sure that all of the, the elderly people are, are getting their, and I say elderly just because anybody yeah. older than a certain age to me is elderly. But anyways, um, I, I don't think it, it, I, w- I wouldn't step in line and be like, yeah, I no. the, the virus. No, that- no. I, I wouldn't get it first round. I, like I said, we're not trying to get into the whole political side of things. I'm just wondering, like, you know, would you... Because me and Sierra always bring this up, bro. It's like, you know, because we got tested. We, we both went negative, you know. Uh-huh. And, like, do we show a card? Like, is there, like, proof? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's very weird. I'm just trying to figure out if, like, people are just going to be lining up trying to get the vaccine whenever whenever it happens or whatever like that. I don't I don't know how the world is i just want to know your take on it being on the other side of the world right now man (laughs) yeah i i definitely would i would uh i would take a a step back in the line if it meant that somebody else got it before got it i feel it i feel it yeah i i was laughing the other day because i saw on i think it was like military times that Mm -hmm. uh if an individual who was interested in the military got tested positive for covid they weren't going to accept them into the military. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I laughed just because I know multiple recruiters who have gotten multiple people <laughs> into the military with things that they were not supposed to get in the military with. We could, yeah. we could go literally on and on about how the military goes with certain things. I mean, I did the, I mean, not to name any names, but right. do you remember this individual that, you know, had a, uh, you know, a cancerous thing, and then the military kind of like pushed him to the side. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, like, and that 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 opened my eyes. Like, wow, that is crazy, man. Because you know, it can happen to anybody, especially with the lifestyle that we used to have. I mean, my God, like, I mean, I hope it won't get me in trouble, but I know that for sure those malaria pills when we deployed were sitting on the nightstand, dude. Like, we, <laughs> I did, you know, what I mean, like all this stuff that they, and like, you know. I don't know how uh, deep you were into getting your shots, but remember when we used to like have to like mandatory get our shots and shit. Yeah, I have no idea what they used to inject in us, bro. Like I cannot tell you what the, the only thing I know is the peanut butter shot, like the penicillin, but everything else during thirtieth AG and like my career in the military, I don't know, dude. I I can't tell you what it was that they're injecting in me, man. All I know is I was green on Med Pro, so I could yeah. Go on <laughs> That's the only thing. And, like, I know, I hope it doesn't, like, there's no backlash or whatever. I mean, I don't know that I should be taking care of my body and knowing what the military puts in me. But, dude, like, nah. I can't, I can't tell you what it was, bro. But I'm alive. So, I guess that's the, <laughs> that's the only thing. Yeah. But, no, that's, um, but, but that's for, I, that's I for future Romel to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. The side effects will come later, man. Yeah. No, but, uh, no, actually, you know, uh, going back to that, yeah, I, I actually have a couple of buddies that, are uh, going into the military and I, you know, during this, un, you know, unsure time, I just kind of wondered if that was the, the right thing to do and, you know, kind of seeing if that was just like a way to get out or, you know, just try to fulfill some dream. You know, I, I, I really think that the military for what it is, and I know this is off topic, but I just, I really think no, that, you're good. 
the military for what it is, you know, it, it could either make you or break you. I mean, I think about the percentage that didn't even make it through boot or basic training. You know what I mean? I, I think yeah. about the people that think that, I don't know. It's, it's just super weird, man. But, well, everybody, everybody has a story of somebody they went to basic with that quit. And, uh, I mean, looking back on my military time, basic was like the easiest part. Right. I mean, during basic, obviously, it was new and fresh. So you really had no other understanding of anything that was going on. So it was difficult at the time. But that was the that was the easiest part of being in the military was, was basic training. Yeah. I would say actually it was the funnest part too. Like there was not a lot, I mean, besides, you know, people in your face and all, and after you pass like red phase, whatever, it was pretty, for the most part fun, dude. Like I, I don't remember a time where, I mean, I was on a, I don't know, man. It was just, it was getting to know people and, you know, not having anything between us, but, but just trying to survive it together, you know, trying to get through it together. And, I mean, you know, kudos to people that, you know, um, stuck with it, you know, but I, I definitely knowing after, you know, all the years that we, you know, we've been together, it just wasn't for certain, it's not for certain people, man. That's it. I'm pretty sure if you asked any veteran, would you rather go through basic or would you rather go to NTC for rotation? They'd probably <laughs> choose basic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely think that sometimes that, if I had to choose, I would choose deployment 12, you know, 12 months. Like if I had like, you know what I mean? Like just 12 months of deployment, definitely. Like, and then maybe like some R and R and go right back into deployment, dude. I think that, uh, if you, yeah, man, I just don't think that the military for at least an infantryman could tolerate stateside, dude. I mean, if you think about it, man, I mean, we were prone to get more in trouble on base, Mm-hmm. fucking afghanistan man i mean i know that yeah. they're kind of reckless and you know the way but dude like i, I choose deployment every time <laughs> yeah yeah i mean we i i felt i thought we had a good time on deployment i was uh i know that i mean i didn't i didn't sign up to be an infantryman just to stick back in the states that's what i'm saying dude like when i thought about being an infantryman what i, I mean granted it wasn't the first thing i wanted to do but that yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but it definitely, I, I think I hated being in the military, being on base, bro. I think that's what yeah. it was. I, 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 when it when when I was deployed and when we were on the field, it made sense to me. But every time we would get our you know our shit kicked in, literally being on you know at the CP or just getting fucked with, that's what I hated the most, dude. That's what I hated the most, and the bullshit that came with it. Yeah, the bullshit that came with it. I that's what I hated the most, man. I remember when. McBride and the rest of the guys deployed the second time and we had made the decision to get out of the military being on on rear detachment and uh just some of the dumb stuff that would come down during that like we would be sitting there on Friday afternoon it was like two or three o'clock in the afternoon and then we would get a call from the acting sergeant major said hey we need all of the grass around the motor pool cut by 1700. And we're like, okay, can we get a couple lawnmowers? And they're like, well, we don't have anything that works in the squadron. So you're going to have to go ask this other squadron. It's like, uh, but that, they're that, just literally, that's what I'm talking about, man. Like, yeah, it was just like things like that. It just doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And the expectations are, are just 
outrageous sometimes, but uh, you I don't know, know there's, you there's know. things that I look back on the military like that where I just kind of roll my eyes and I mean, yeah. it's just a, that's just, you're just a cog in the wheel at that point. Yeah. You I mean, just have to do it. You, you're told and live to see another day, but I don't know. I, the, whenever somebody asked me about deploying and then I always tell them that I, that was like my most enjoyable time being in the military. Yeah. I always get like mixed reactions. Sometimes it's <laughs> just a blank stare. Sometimes it's uh Oh really? Like uh, very curious about why I said that. And yeah. I mean, it, it just goes back exactly to that. Because when you're on deployment, you're trying to mitigate the stress as much as possible. So uh, everything's very straightforward. When you're deployed, you have a task. And when it's done, you're done. But, you know, when you're back in the States, if you have a task and it's done, you're not really done until 15 other people look at it and make sure that it's checked off. So, yeah, uh, I just I just hated the fuck drug games, if anything, man. I mean, I definitely, you know, I had a buddy when I went to school. You know, he told me that he was, you know, 11 Bravo, too. And he was actually, um, you know, stationed in Fort Irwin on his whole military career. And he was like, yeah. And I, you know, I had to, you know, think about it and what that looked like and just playing, you know, in the sandbox the whole time. And I kind of and I and I felt bad. I mean, I I think he definitely deployed, but I, I definitely never asked him what really went on with that. But, you know, I. I can't imagine being an infantryman and staying stateside and not going into theater and doing what you, you know, you were trained to do. I yeah. mean, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe that works for some people, but I, I don't know, man. I, I definitely hated the military when I was on base and getting fucked with all the time. That was the worst. That was the worst part of my military career, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I will say this though. Uh, getting new people to a unit and doing the same things that were done to you when you first got to the unit is definitely uh, <laughs> an enjoyable rite of passage. You're just—I mean, I don't know, man. I—I I only what, what, what we used to call it. I forgot what it was called, but I definitely only done that twice or three times to like the new guys that came into their unit, man. Because I, I know that I was seeing myself out, and at that point, I was just numb to the whole fucking idea. And, yeah, yeah, man. I remember just being in the shops and just people like this new privates just being fucking dick strong, just fucking you know hard as a hard, you know, yeah, hard as a rock. And you know, I'm just like, dude, relax. But also, when I was, <laughs> you know, when I was a private, I saw you know the guys that I looked up to were headed out, and they were just telling me to chill, you know, like yeah. And so like you know, and I get them, and that is the right. Path. I I I saw myself in those shoes, and I was like, dude, relax, dude. You know, so. I just remember, like, my first week at the unit, uh, it was me and a couple other guys, and we were standing outside of the CP, uh, like, standing at parade. This was, like, right before PT, and it was right after you guys had gotten back from the field. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was standing, like, at parade rest. This was, like, 5.30 in the morning. I had been down there since, like, 5 because I didn't want to be late and uh such a good good soldier yeah that lasted the entire time i was in the military <laughs> uh so yeah i was standing outside of the the cp standing at parade rest like standing straight looking forward staring at absolutely nothing and then i remember like little coming up and he's like dude what are you doing like relax and i was yeah. like looked at his rank and i was like you're just this or i think he was a pfc at the time i was like you're just a pfc i'm not gonna listen to you so i i like kept on like looking straight forward and all of the NCOs would walk in and look at you and <laughs> it was just, 
such a strange time, man. Yeah, but even then, like, you know, when, when I was headed out the door and I still saw you, man, you, your, your just, your whole attitude just changed, man. I mean, it was, it was funny seeing you when I first met you, you know, and you, you came in and, you know, uh, granted, it was McBride, McBride was the one with all the heat. You, like, everyone that came in with McBride to, you know, our, our platoon, man, it was, the heat was on him because he was fucking up in the beginning. But then, you know, you you kind of blew on by. But I remember you were, you know, shared as an arrow. And then time in the unit kind of just, you gave a fucks, just kind of went out the door. And it was just <laughs> funny seeing you, like, you know, I don't want to say, like, disappear, this motivation disappear. But it definitely was so funny because you were straight as an arrow. You're on everyone's side. And then you're just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't give a fuck. And then that shit slid by. It was so funny, man. But, you know, out of all the people that we, you know, we we got in contact with man i'm I'm actually really surprised that they they kind of toughed it out you know there was a lot of negative stuff in that unit that i can't even explain i mean my first my first week when i met those guys man it was straight smoke show dude and it, it you know half of it i gotta say still is because i didn't get most of the flack was because i was with Rico, you know and yeah i just because i came with him I got you're just associated with yeah, him. I just got smoked all the time just because he's my battle buddy and I'm supposed to take care of him and all that stuff. And I just remember that was the probably the worst. I was like, this is about to be a living hell for me, man. And I forgot know, about that, dude. Yeah. And then you know, it you know who it was that you know brought me out was Sack and Little. That was, you know, like, hey dude, relax. You know, it's just like you're doing everything, you know, and they just kind of yeah. pushed me through. So I don't know, man. I I looking back like, at those things, it's just the camaraderie between junior enlisted and and just re- regular enlisted guys is is definitely like some of the strongest re- relationships that you're probably going to have as a 18 yeah. 19 20 year old you know yeah uh, like even even individuals who were uh, like pfcs when i first got there that by the time we were done with deployment they were e5s or e6 mm-hmm. i mean they were still they understood that the person that was talking to them, like they understood that they were either a squared away person or they weren't. So they'd give them the respect regardless of what rank they were, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just remember there when I first got there, my first team leader was, he was like a, a stereotypical NCO when you first came to the military, like it didn't matter what you said, you were wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you could you could do you could have a perfect score on a pt test and they'd be like i don't understand why you didn't do another push-ups and sit up and do one last minute on the on the two mile you know and yeah and they they were like the motivating factor between uh me having success in the military they were you know they were the reason why i i kind of probably did a little bit harder than i probably should have when i first got to the unit just because i was like i want to be the exact opposite of that person yeah so. uh, yeah you know i i i totally get mm-hmm. it man i honestly think that i did a, so much rebelling and maybe that's the reason why like i am the way i am because i've rebelled so much because you know every day i mean before you even got there man every day was just you know a battle you know just like trying to you know, try to get the acceptance of these guys. And I said, fuck it, you know, instead of getting the acceptance of the NCOs, I'm just going to get the acceptance of the E4 mafia or just like, you know, the people yeah. around me. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't trying to brown nose or, you know, kiss ass, but it was like definitely like, 
everything I do around you is wrong. So it's like, I'm just going to play, you know, I'm just going to do my time. And I don't know, man. It, and also, like you said, you know, try to be so different. And, you know, I, I think that that's why I think that we lean towards the junior listed when we became, you know, E4s, you know, just talking to them and trying to make sure that they didn't get the same treatment we got. I don't know what it was, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, and also it's a different military. It's a different yeah. So, you know, maybe, you know, with our fresh new minds, you know, maybe it was, you know, it was different. Well, because I remember when we, like, I know for a fact that McBride and I's uh, basic training class, we were, like, one of the last uh, training revolutions to go through Fort Benning that was still high stress. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I remember so vividly being in basic training, sweeping the CP for, like, the 17th time that day. Yeah, and looking up at the class behind us, and they were like four or five weeks in, mm-hmm. and they all had their cell phones, and they're like talking on the phone, they're like taking pictures, and I looked down at the broom, and I was like, "Well, this is yeah. all I got." It, and it was just like we came in kind of at the end of being able to get away with those types of things, you know? Yeah, like, like instead of writing and counseling you were just going to get smoked until you couldn't say your name or uh just other things that that you would have to do for for discipline you know but yeah yeah, yeah. and I, i think that type of stuff is i mean i look back at it and i don't think if if i would have some of the things that i got in trouble for i don't think i would have been as scared to not do it again if it had just gone to counseling you know yeah. Like I, I remember one time when uh, Sergeant Garrett took over as my team leader, it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, Hey, we're going to do a surprise room inspection. And I was petrified. I know that you <laughs> never had to worry about that because you are, uh, you're like Betty Crocker. Many, your... many days off because of those inspections, man. I, 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 <laughs> I face them all the time, but yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me on the other hand, I'd have, uh trash from the person who lived there before me and uh (laughs) i just remember sergeant garrett walking in with sergeant bells and uh him looking at or them two looking at each other and smiling and then looked at me and they're like all right start doing (laughs) push-ups it was just like man it was just like simple like that and uh i mean that that lasted for better half of an hour or two hours and Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, honestly, like I, I think about those times. I mean, I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just my outlook on the military. I guess it's. I mean, you saying that and you like, you know, looking back and reflecting and being, you know, not. I'm not saying you were happy or whatever, you know, it is the emotion that's coming out. But, you know, when I when I think about the time I spent and you know how I was treated, like I just felt like the experience may vary. You know, what I mean, I when I used to. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. It's very sensitive information or whatever, you know, people might. But, you know, there was times where, you know, NCOs would just fuck with me, dude. Like, you knew that I had. I mean, and now I guess that's just me being, you know, very particular. But I, I definitely hated that shit, man. I hated being fucked with in the military, dude. That that was like, I, I, I'm not saying I was straight as narrow. And I definitely was not a runner at all. And I know that, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I was definitely not a runner. But I definitely... I had to do something right, man, because I never, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. I just, 
I just wanted to do my job, hang out with my friends, go back to work and, you know, just kind of repeat, rinse and repeat. I, if, if, and I, you know, for me, my, my feelings towards the military is that maybe if I got into another unit or maybe I postponed going into, you know, basic, maybe my life would have been totally different. You know what I mean? I always think about that. I always think about maybe if I became like, you know, uh, you know, a mortarman, you know, like Jerry was, you know what I mean? Like maybe my life would have been totally freaking different because I think about my time as 11 Bravo and the people that I met and, you know, deploying, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like I could have done maybe a 20 dude. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, I mean, you look at like, we got out pretty much right at our, our committed time. And then you have our other good friends like McBride who stayed in, and you ask him how his second unit was, and he's like, "Dude, it was so much worse than our first unit." And worse, he, wow! And he got—I mean, he got promoted. I mean, he was—he was at a point where he was—he wasn't a Joe anymore. He was—he yeah. was a—he was an E five, and he had well, a team. And sometimes he had a squad, and I mean, it was—you—you you can always put things into perspective because here we are—we're complaining about this and that of of how we felt like it should have been better. But you, you also mentioned the guy who was stationed at Fort Irwin. I would have done six years straight of our time in the military over doing one three-year stint at Fort Irwin. Like I just, <laughs> there's, I, I, you couldn't catch me dead there. I mean, it was, I went to NTC twice and that was twice too many, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that's so funny that you say that, man. Cause I, I, you know, meeting this guy and then him telling me his story. And now we're, we're great friends. I mean, I, I sent him the podcast yesterday. So if you're listening to it, you know, James, you know, I really, I, I really got to sympathize with you, man. I, I yeah, did... nothing against you, James. Just <laughs> place yeah. your station. Yeah, no, it's just, yeah, man. I remember just ripping on the people that lived there and, you know, that was stationed there. And yeah, man, when I found out my buddy, he, <laughs> he was stationed there, I was like, oh, fuck that, dude. But no, well, that's I, just the thing. That's just the thing, too. It's like we didn't have any control over where we went. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was like needs of the army. We we were lucky enough to get Fort Hood. And I say lucky enough just because of the people that we met. And I mean, I it was just some of the best times I've ever had were with our, our second platoon in yeah. Afghanistan, you know, and I wouldn't have changed that for the world. So, yeah, man, I mean, uh, I I. You know, during during I mean, going back into it, man, during COVID, you know, I definitely have uh reached out definitely and trying to work in to my internals just to kind of, you know, reach out and I know I reached out to you trying to say, you know, that I wish I was there, you know, more present with uh used to family and just being more present with everybody else. But there's I, I don't know, man. I, I always told myself, you know, when I get out of the military that it, I wouldn't be a statistic, but I definitely I don't know, as a veteran or maybe, you know, what I went through, you know, I, it was des- definitely a disconnect, dude, with reality yeah. or, like, with people. So I don't I don't know if you felt that on your end, but there was just so much things that I just could not get back into when I when – I How came. many grunt-style <laughs> T-shirts do you own? Oh, fuck no. I don't own any, dude. I don't own any. <laughs> I, own, I, own, I only own – if you know me, I only own Carthart shirts to work in and fucking – and Levi jeans. And that's it, dude. I'm not a very – materialistic guy but i also like love the heavy dude and you wear an oef afghanistan hat. oh dude oh wait no fuck that dude you know here's here's <laughs> a, a little story for everybody that you know 
when I when I got in the military, my first class. And so I'm so for people who don't know, I go to Academy of Art in in San Francisco, and my first class ever, super motivated. You know, I was I was you know just just having the greatest time of my life. Long story short, we go into I have an editing class, and you know I. For me, my perspective is I don't like to use the military. I don't like to have it as a one-up on anybody. So I definitely, you know, keep my mouth shut, you know, uh, out of sight, out of mind type of thing. But there's this fucking guy, man, in the back of the room that was just like, I'm a veteran, my back hurts, I deployed, this and that. And just using all these things, all these cards coming out of, you know, out of the table. And he, like the second week or the third week, he requested like his own seat at the in the fucking classroom. And it was just like, Nice, dude. I yeah, dude. I'm like, are you such a fucking shit bag, dude? And I was just like, you know, and I can't, I can't level with those kind of people, man. I really can't. I would never use the military to, you know, get a one up on, you know, life. You know, right when I got out, man, I really told myself that, dude, the playing field, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a plane, you know, it's a flat playing field, you know, like I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. I mean, granted, you know, I do use the GI Bill, but. I told myself that, you know, I'm never going to use the GI or the military as an excuse to be a fucking dickhead in public, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it, it, that's just my take on it, man. I, I really, it really put a, a bad taste in my mouth my first semester being, being at a school, you know? At least they showed you how not to be, right? Right. Exactly. Right. I, I really can't knock that idea, but it's just like, man, I can't, I, I can't imagine being a veteran coming out to the civilian sector and be like fucking get on your knees and kiss my foot feet you know what i mean and be like yeah i fucking served this country when really you just you you fucking flunked out or some shit like that i don't know right yeah i think typically the people who are the loudest are the ones that didn't do much yeah i mean i I may be wrong with that there may be some people who are very loud about their service who yeah. you know have done quite a bit but i would i would imagine that the majority of the people uh that are loud are loud because they have a misconception of what it means to be a veteran you know yeah i mean i don't know man i, I always look on you know and I, i'm not on facebook a lot but i remember um sierra was telling me uh that you know there's a lot of i think like q kind of like commented and all that stuff and uh you know i, I you know as much as it it kind of it's kind of weird but i i do man i do think about those guys man that just kind of made the experience so much better in the military i i don't know i think about q i think about little he's a fucking cop now with a dirt bag and then <laughs> i think about like sack and i think about like childs dude i think about lamarge and i think and, like I just think about all these people that really made an impact in my you know military career and i don't know i always wonder where they're at and that's one of the kind of the book or like kind of things and, in, you know, internally that I want to like, you know, close up because I feel like there's just so much things that we had to catch up on or talk to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's kind of like some of the ideas that you and I have had with this thing is we, uh, we want to use it as an opportunity to get back in touch with those guys and, yeah, you know, have them on the show and, and not even to, not even to, you know, fill up time in a podcast, but more just to, have the conversations with them again, see what they've been doing since their time in the military, uh, get their perspective on everything. And yeah, the everyday, everyday people, man, nothing, you know, nothing too crazy. I, I really, I really like the like what you said in the first one. I really like the getting the perspective of the everyday person. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But um, well, I up? think, 
I think this is a this is probably a good a spot as ever to to call it for for this episode. But um, like I said yesterday, uh, if we didn't have our our social set up just to give us a couple days, so we do have uh, a few different sites set up. So follow us on Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, Twitter will be up here in the next couple days. So watch out for that and uh we appreciate it we'll we'll catch you next time hey thanks for listening man i appreciate you guys what up hope you enjoyed the episode i wanted to take a quick second and just talk about anchor it's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or computer anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on spotify apple podcast and many more you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing about it, it's absolutely free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's anchor.fm to get started.